Proverbs 24.11 says to deliver those who are drawn towards death and to hold back. I love that terminology. Hold back those who totter or stumble towards the slaughter. And today I want to give you a challenge and then I want to commission you. But first, the challenge. There's a crime being committed and it's without argument the greatest crime in the history of the world. However, it's not a crime being committed by thieves, drug dealers, murderers. No, it's a crime that can only be committed by Christians. And I want to prove it to you. It's called the crime of forbearance. Forbearance is when a person refrains from the enforcement of a rule or principle, or in this case, a biblical command. Meaning, if you forbear, if you see people stumbling towards the slaughter, slipping into eternity, and you do nothing, if you don't care, if you don't share the love of Christ, what you're really doing is you're committing a crime. This is true. Let me borrow your mind. You're not enforcing what you know to be true. In essence, you're forbearing your faith. You're holding back your faith instead of holding back those who are stumbling towards the slaughter. You're not reaching. You're not preaching. You're not doing anything. You're a casual Christian. You're not really obeying the commands of Christ. You're not saluting your king. You're not doing everything within your ability. And this is the challenge. If hell is real, and I believe it is, we have work to do. Everybody say, we have work to do. According to the Barna Institute, 125,000 souls die every day who do not profess Christ as Savior. Think about it. Over 5,000 souls while we participate in this podcast They slip into eternity, the bottomless abyss. And Jesus has no other way to save the world except through the local church. Romans 10, 14, how can they know if we don't tell them? See, God has no plan B. It's up to you and me. See, we are agents of reconciliation. We're not undercover, brothers. Come on, it's time to come out of the closet because when Jesus gave this commandment to go and preach the gospel, there were 20 times less people on the earth. Since the first century, the numbers have been growing rapidly, meaning there are so many that are far away from God. Approximately 300 million people in the first century and now over eight billion people in the 21st century, 20 centuries later, and over 20 times more people. And according to the Joshua Project website, there are 16,000 over 500 people groups in the world, and over 40% of them have never heard the gospel. Almost 17,000 people groups, and, and, and over 40% of them have never heard the name of Jesus. And I don't know about you, but I believe it is everybody's right to hear the gospel at least one time in their lifetime. You had the opportunity to choose life or death, so we must give others the same opportunity. And with this principle in mind, Jesus had a prayer request in Luke 10, verse 1. Speaking to the 12 disciples, he said, I want you 
to pray to the Lord of the harvest that he would send out laborers into the field to, to hold back those who are being drawn toward death. And this is the good news. God has answered this prayer. Come on. He's called you. He's called me. If the Lord had a prayer list, the loss would be at the very top. But we heard the word. See, God is praying People, raise up. Don't commit a crime. Don't forbear your faith. And we heard the word, and we are an answer to somebody's prayer today. Come on, they're praying. I've got a problem. They need a promise. They've got pain. They need a promise. Therefore, it's, us to, it's up to us to stand up and to proclaim the good news of the gospel. So let this sink in for a second. 125,000 people die every day who do not know Jesus. Who are they? They're young. They're old. They're in rest homes and prisons and schools. They're on playgrounds. Others are wealthy. They're in Hollywood. They're sitting in mansions. They're working in major corporations. They're all around you. They're, they're at the gym. They're at the post office. They walk right past you in Walmart. And you have the word of God in your heart that could set their soul free for all of eternity. And when you forbear, when you hold back, when prompted by the Holy Spirit, Spirit, I want to submit to you that you commit a crime. So help us, God. Why? Because 125,000 people die every day. 250,000 people every two days. Almost a million people a week. Four to five million souls a month slip into Hades where there is weeping and gnashing of teeth. I know this is heavy, but we can't neglect this reality. 45 million people a year. Does this move you? Wide is the gateway to destruction, and narrow is the gateway to life, and few find it. And this is the reason why, because most Christians are committing a crime. We have an EMT school in Greensboro, the Evangelist Missionary Training School. And tonight, we have graduation. We have a graduation impartation service, and our tagline is to put the go back into the gospel. We've got to go. It's two-thirds of God's name. He made it real easy for you and me. We've got to go. We've got to go. we got to put the go back into the gospel. Why? Because statistics tell us if we linked all the lost people in the world and had them hold hands, they would encircle the globe twice, and the line is growing 20 miles every day. Those who do not know Jesus Christ is their personal Lord and Savior. If we could freeze time, no more babies being born, no more deaths, according to the Barna Research Agency, it would take 100 years to win the world at the rate that we are reaching the lost in the 21st century. Why am I telling you this? Because we need revival. We need to wake up. We need to get to work. We need to make Christ and Him crucified our primary focus, right? Because we are in a war. And the war is for the souls of mankind and the soul of America. We're not sharing Christ like we should. And this is not a condemning message. I'm fanning my own flame. Come on, somebody. I'm reminding you today why your heart is still beating. 
Don't forbear. Let's keep reaching the lost at any cost. I want to stir you up today to be a soul winner because most people think it's the pastor's job. We've been taught it's the role of the evangelist, but I beg to differ. It's your job. Ephesians 4.11 says Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers To do what? Verse 12, to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up and saved. See, this is true. I'm just a water boy. I'm just here to encourage you and refresh you so that you can go back to work on Monday and make a difference. We've got enough spectators in the stands. What we need is some faithful, Holy Ghost-filled saints out on the field of life sharing their faith because if we don't hold them back we're guilty we're guilty and I believe that it's the greatest crime in the history of the world a few years ago I heard a heard a story of a man in Texas who was convicted for first degree murder and he was sentenced to death in electric chair however as we know according to the constitution right up until the appointment with death, a person has the right to be pardoned, forgiven, and free. If the Supreme Court decided that they wanted to investigate a case a little bit further, they would make a phone call, and this is what happened in this story. They overturned the case, and the Supreme Court called the governor, and the governor called the warden, and the warden received the good news, but after he heard the word, he casually took his time to tell his personnel. However, when he finally arrived on the scene, it was entirely too late. This was back in the 80s, so the information didn't travel as fast as it does now. But for whatever reason, the warden received the call, and he didn't make haste. And it literally cost this man his life. When he got there, he was gone. He had already slipped into eternity. And friend, this is a true story. Think about, think about it. The warden had the word that could have saved the prisoner's life, but he kept it to himself. He was silent for too long. And when he finally made a move, when he finally made a decision to be obedient, it was entirely too late. He committed a crime. The other man was free. He wasn't guilty. And see, Jesus breathed his last breath and he, he gave us great grace. And, 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 and we, we've got the word of God, but, but this man refrained from enforcing a spiritual law, if you will let me use that language. And the devil would agree that you need to share your faith, but you don't need to do it today. Oh, you can do that tomorrow, but tomorrow never comes. And I want to wrap it up and say today, today, today is the day of salvation. This is the challenge of the day. Go share your faith somehow, some way. Yes, love God, but love people because these two are equal. It's our, it's, it's, it's our only hope. It's the gospel. Our hope is Jesus. Our hope is forgiveness of sin. He wants to set everybody free. 
Otherwise, they will totter to the slaughter. And I hope this makes sense. This is the way. This is how God's system of souls, soul saving is set up. We lift up the name of Jesus and he draws all men unto himself. If sinners be damned, at least let them leap to hell over our dead bodies. And if they perish, let them perish with our arms wrapped about their knees, imploring them to stay. If hell must be filled, let it be filled in the teeth of our exertion and let not one go unwarned or unprayed for. Let's pray. Let's preach. Let's do whatever we have to do to see souls saved. And I want to say let's win the lost at any cost. Let's win the lost at any cost. Go, go, go. Go put the go back into the gospel. This program was made possible by the generous partners and friends of Chance Walters Ministries International. Until next time, we are on the Revival Road. For more information, download our free ministry app or go to our website at www.chancewalters.org. Indeed, the best is yet to come.